0: Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture, presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today is Wednesday, June 20th, and we're going to talk about San Francisco Comic Con, SFCC, if you will. So this con occurred... About a week and a half ago now, and um, yeah, I'm going to go solo here and go through it a little bit, talk about my experiences and all the highlights and lowlights. So yeah, I attended just one day of this convention, that was Saturday, June 9th, and Um, Yeah, a couple initial thoughts with this convention. The obvious weird part of this whole thing was the fact that it was called San Francisco Comic Con because physically it took place in Oakland, California. (laughs) Pretty weird, right? Um, I understand why that is, um, but yeah, it is odd, right? This convention was in San Francisco last year. It was held at the Moscone Center. I did attend then, and I did attend this year, where they moved it to Oakland. Interestingly, they changed the location, but they didn't change the name of the convention. So still SFCC. Um, The reason why I say I understand why the name didn't change is because it was clear that they had invested quite a bit of money in the branding, you know, in this convention in Oakland, again, I noticed that they had all the banners up from last year, all these banners that said San Francisco Comic Con all over them, you know, and um, not only banners at the convention, but, you know, when you got A photo op done there's a little imprint on your photo in the lower corner where it said San Francisco comic-con so like clearly a lot of effort and money went into this branding and you know last year was the first year of the con so they had invested all this money it would have been a big waste you know To be like, one and done. Just to change it to Oakland Comic Con, right? Uh, It would have been cool to rename it Oakland Comic Con. But, you know, like I said, I understand why they kept the name. And, you know, technically the convention took place in the San Francisco Bay Area. So there is that, right? Um, But... Pretty confusing right you know to say that oh i went to san francisco comic-con over the weekend you know when you say that most people are going to be like oh where in san francisco was it well actually it was in oakland hella confusing right so there is that okay so i'll just walk through my experience on that saturday so usually With conventions, I will purchase tickets in advance. I didn't do that for this one. Um, Interesting, because I was wondering if I would be paying more at the door. You know, that's quite common. You know, if you buy in advance, oftentimes you can save some money. I didn't do that. So I was curious. Interestingly... I actually saved a little bit of money because the door entry didn't have any fees. So the ticket for a Saturday admission was $50. That was both online and at the door. But the online ticket had some fees attached. So, didn't uh, have to pay that when I was there in person. So, that was kind of nice. You know, I will say this, though. At $50, that's, you know, a pretty hefty price tag for a convention ticket. Any way you slice it, you know, even without fees. And um, the price was in that same... Ballpark last year too. And I will say this about San Francisco Comic-Con. You know, I've gone a couple years now. I kind of feel like the price for tickets for this convention a little bit steep, you know, for what you're getting, it's a little bit steep, you know. Not to say I didn't have fun at this convention this year or last, but just in my experience, the cost of a convention ticket usually corresponds to the caliber of guest at the convention. And um, not to diss the guests who have come to San Francisco Comic Con these last couple years, but the caliber is a little bit on the lower side. And to me, certainly does not warrant a $50 price tag, okay? Just being honest, that's my take. So $50, a little bit steep. Like I said, uh, at the door, no additional fees. So it was $50 even. Okay, no big deal. I can handle that. So uh, in I went to SFCC. Oh, another thing about the whole like online versus in person ticket purchasing. Even though I did save on fees a bit, I waited longer, because there were more will call entry booths open than the in-person ticket booths, you know? Uh, So there was that drawback. You know, I saved a little bit of money, but it took me longer to get in. So, you know, in general, it's always better to buy in advance, in general. Okay, so another thing I purchased was a photo op. I purchased a photo op for Cameron Bykendova. She's the actress who plays Catwoman on Gotham. And I wanted to call this out because this was interesting to me too, because I purchased a photo op with her And I also purchased a digital copy of the photo. So if you go to comic conventions, this is pretty common practice. And usually now, with our high-tech age, this digital copy you get pretty much instantaneously. So you take the photo, you pick up the photo pretty much right after you took it, and then if you purchase the add on, you can get the digital copy. So I've done this a number of times at other conventions. And it's uh, always been instantaneous. You know, they give you the website to go to you put in the little code that you see on your photo. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty quick download. But for SFCC, it's not instantaneous. So I purchased the digital copy, but it's kind of this old school method where you have to email the photographer with all your information and then he sends you the digital copy days later. So, um, you know, don't want to complain too much, but I just wanted to call that out you know, um, just compared to other conventions, it's a lot slower, so uh, just FYI there, and a little bit of, you know, SFCC, get with the times, man, because <laughs> other cons are doing it better, okay? Um, as far as the photo itself, it was pretty cool, you know, I wore my Cat Town t-shirt. Cat Town is an Oakland cat rescue shelter. So, with this con being in Oakland, I thought it was cool to rep Oakland and support this awesome cat shelter with Catwoman herself. And this actress, Cameron Bikendova, is an animal rescue advocate. So, nice little uh, photo there. Okay. So, What else can we say about sfcc so i did attend a couple panels at this convention uh, two specifically and both were great one was a spotlight panel on the marvel comics writer jerry conway and the other panel i went to was called university of wakanda a diversity and inclusion-themed panel. So that was pretty cool. And um, one thing about the panels. So I didn't attend any panels at the main room, which I understand is pretty large. But these two panels I went to were in smaller rooms. And I would say too small, because uh, both of those panels did fill up. I barely got in to both of them. There was a third panel I wanted to go to, a spotlight on the Marvel writer Jim Starlin. I was shut out of that panel. I went to that panel right around the start time, and it was full. I could not get in. Uh, So this seemed to be a bit of an issue, uh, just in general. You know, like those smaller rooms were too small. Um, I mean, and I guess it does speak to the popularity of the convention which is great you know there were a lot of people there despite this you know like i said heftier price tag to get in there were a lot of people there so you know in a way uh they did well you know maybe they shouldn't change their prices because uh uh, plenty of people attended you know i'm complaining a bit about it being a little more expensive but you know how can they complain about uh the price if tons of people showed up so they did well there for sure i just wish that they had more room than these panels because both of the panels i went to were great i just uh feel like uh they could have been bigger um yeah you know the jerry conway panel in particular was great you know um Jerry Conway is the co-creator of The Punisher. That alone, you know, made it worthwhile to check out this panel. Uh, But just to hear his stories, um, he was a writer on Amazing Spider-Man for a long time. He wrote the issue where Gwen Stacy dies, and uh, he talked quite a bit about that. That was fascinating. There was quite a bit of fan backlash. You know, fans were not happy. You know, even in the pre-internet age, uh, fans definitely voiced their opinions. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he definitely talked a bit about that. He talked a bit about creating the Punisher, you know, some of his influences. He talked about a couple movies of the era, Death Wish and Dirty Harry, um, those were influences, and um, yeah, pretty cool to hear his take on The Punisher. He talked about really enjoying the John Barenthal series on Netflix, and yeah, I think uh, he felt pretty good about being associated with this iconic character you know Uh, maybe the most interesting thing he talked about though was this DC and Marvel crossover he did so he was part of the Spider-Man versus Superman DC and Marvel Comics crossover book and um, pretty fascinating to hear about this because I did read this way back in the day. And um, I did not know that Jerry Conway was the writer of this book. He was the sole writer of this book. And it was cool hearing the whole process behind it. You know, it sounded like it got approved pretty easily. It was literally like Carmine Infantino. And Stan Lee just kind of saying, okay, let's do it. And they just did it, you know? And the ground rules were pretty basic. They agreed on a Marvel writer with a DC artist and then having two editors, one Marvel and one DC. And that was it, you know? Um, Conway mentioned how when he was coming up with the story for this book, he was given no restrictions at all. It was just like, whatever, you know. There were these checks and balances in place, right, where a DC artist would be drawing the book, and these editors, you know, one Marvel and one DC, would be making sure the thing didn't go off the rails too much. But can you imagine, like, if they did something like that today, I have to think there would be a whole lot more cooks in the kitchen, right? and uh yeah conway talked about how he really got to write the exact story that he wanted to write and um he felt like it was all the better for that right you know um he stayed faithful to the spider-man character and the superman character And, um, you know, he was pretty, uh, mindful of the fans and, uh, both publishers, you know, he was, uh, he was good about including, like, the iconic villains, you know, Dr. Octopus and Lex Luthor were in it, and, um, you know, he thought about, like, you know, what fans would want to see and that sort of thing, um, so pretty cool hearing about that stuff and it really makes me think oh man why can't they do these crossovers more like we haven't seen a marvel dc crossover in a long time and i'm sure a lot of it is kind of what i alluded to you know there would probably be a lot of people involved a lot of cooks in the kitchen and hence might be difficult to get made right um but uh In terms of readers, comics readers, like, we love that stuff, right? I mean, if there's any kind of Marvel DC crossover, we're going to want to read it. So the desire is there. Um, So, yeah, why not? I'd love to see more of this sort of thing. Okay, so the SFCC experience. I talked about the photo op I did. I talked about the panels, but probably the majority of my time at the convention on that day, again, just Saturday, was on the exhibit floor. And, um, you know, I wasn't alone. A lot of people at this convention were roaming the exhibitor booths. And um, I was kind of, you know, looking to get a feel for everything but also I was pretty specifically shopping for vintage comics too you know higher dollar value comics of which there were many you know um I did talk with Rainier a bit prior to the convention about like oh hey you think they're gonna have some higher value comics for sale at this con And we both thought there would probably be some. uh, But there were a whole lot more than I expected. Um, So I spent a lot of time browsing. You know, going booth to booth. Checking prices. Checking on uh, certain comics that are on my wish list. You know, that whole thing. And I gotta say, while... There were a lot of comics for sale. I found that, you know, for whatever reason, the pricing was on the high side. You know, maybe that goes along with the ticket price. You know, I just felt like the few times where I did find a comic that I was like, okay, that's on my list. Let me take a look. Maybe I want to buy this. Um those instances I was priced out man that said I did buy a comic from the Cape and Cal booth I will say this Cape and Cal comics uh that's a big exception you know Aton prices his stuff very reasonably and I've been noticing this you know the wall books he has in store and at conventions Uh, The higher value comics. Um, He's not out there to fleece his uh, customers or convention goers. Uh, You can put some trust in uh, Cape and Cal comics. I did buy Miss Marvel number one, uh, the first appearance of Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel. So I'm pretty stoked to have that in my collection, particularly in anticipation of the Captain Marvel movie Uh, but yeah I bought that from Cape and Cal and um, I'm pretty stoked about it another note on Cape and Cal man they had a great placement for their booth basically they're the first thing you see when you enter the exhibit floor you go through the main doors and they are right there so really can't get any better than that okay one last thing I wanted Mention, and that is the policy that most comic conventions have with a paid adult admission kids can attend for free this is cool because i have done this a number of times i have brought my son simon to comic cons a number of times completely for free you know i would pay and then i can bring him in with me super cool And I did do this for SFCC. And as he usually does, he has a great time. You know, he enjoys checking out the cosplayers and just taking in the exhibit floor. He likes to just wander around and check things out. You know, he's still just four, but as he gets older, more and more he is able to recognize certain comic book characters and he loves to call them out you know Um, so he had a blast that day one thing I wanted to note though in general you know there is this general policy of kids free with paid adult admission and uh, it's appropriate because these conventions are very family friendly in general I would say Uh, (laughs) the reason I wanted to bring this up is because There was a particular cosplayer that uh, kind of freaked Simon out. There was this great cosplay of an alien xenomorph. Um, Really fantastic costume. Very realistic, you know, um, life-sized alien xenomorph. Looked like it was straight out of the movie, you know. Um, If it had some uh, alien goo dripping from its fangs, (laughs) Um, I think that's pretty much all it needed. You know, pretty scary. And Simon definitely uh, got a little freaked out. You know, he saw the xenomorph and immediately like turned around. He's like, let's go this way, (laughs) you know? Um, And it lingered too, you know, it lingered into the next day. So we were there on Saturday And on Sunday, we didn't attend the convention, but he had what I can only describe as PTSD-like behavior on Sunday. You know, he was freaked out, and it was pretty apparent that that xenomorph messed him up pretty good. Uh, So, I don't know, uh, maybe a word of warning there? Um, Generally, these conventions are kid-friendly, Um, but it can get a little too real, uh, I suppose, with certain cosplayers. So, yeah, just a word of warning. And I know, you know, different kids react differently and, um, depending on how old they are, where they are with their development, these are all things that, you know, can change, uh, a kid's experience at a comic convention right so right now simon is at the point where he is afraid of a lot of stuff uh in general um so you know maybe that's my tip you know never mind the age if your kid is at a point where uh he or she is a little bit uh You know, easily scared of stuff, whether it's something on TV or in a movie or in person. Uh, Maybe uh, you want to hold off on taking them to (laughs) a comic convention. I certainly uh, am looking to wait things out a bit with Simon. I do plan on going to a convention this weekend in Sacramento. It's called Fandemic. And uh, this one i think i'm gonna hold off on taking the little guy there um you know i think uh, over time simon will return to the comic convention circuit uh but after this past freakout, yeah i think um give the little guy a break and um we'll go from there so that's sfcc overall pretty good experience um You know, I've been to my fair share of conventions now, so I certainly notice a little things like pricing and um, all the things that you experience at uh, conventions. I I do notice. Uh, So I definitely wanted to call out um, a lot of the stuff here. You know, overall, I would say this convention was... Very successful. Like I said, there are a lot of people here. Uh, so they're doing something right, you know. Um, and I will say this now that it's in Oakland, um, I certainly want to keep going because they're so close. You know, that was maybe the biggest benefit for me. You know, I live in the city of Oakland and getting there was super easy. And I also saw a lot of people I knew there. So that was great. You know, I think this accessibility. Um, really made it worthwhile for a lot of people to go. And yeah, I should call that out. You know, um, I ran into so many people I knew there. And that was certainly uh, one of the highlights for me as well. Okay, and with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry.